A season it was, what a memorable season, and that team, uh, a large number of them are getting together this weekend for a 10-year reunion at Baylor Ballpark, uh, surrounding around the Baylor-Texas Tech baseball series at Baylor Ballpark this weekend. Welcome back. Glad you're with us. John Morris, Aaron Sexton, and let's welcome in a key player on that team. In fact, he was the Big 12 Player of the Year, Baylor catcher, Josh Ludy joins us now, and uh, Josh, I appreciate you being on with us. How you doing today? Oh, pretty good, man. I appreciate you having me on. Just, you uh, bet. On our way down, actually, right now, driving through Oklahoma. Oh, nice. Come on down. From, uh, you told me, O'Fallon, Missouri, right? That's where you live now? Yep. Home of Nathan Orff? Yeah, I believe he's from uh, either O'Fallon or Winsville, one of the two. I'm, I mean, I'm right there either way in between both of them. Gotcha. Very good. That's cool, man. I'm glad you're coming down. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, how much are you looking forward to this weekend, being back here and back with your you know, your former teammates, former coaches, and being back on the Baylor campus? I'm pretty excited. Uh, you know, the more we've talked about it here this week and everything, uh, kind of the more excited I've gotten about it, honestly. It's been a little while. Uh been several years since I've been back there, definitely. And, uh, you know, just being out on the baseball scene, it's been a year or two. So I'm pretty pumped for that. Very cool. I think it's going to be a fun weekend. you got a good group that's going to be here. And I'm really glad Coach Smith is going to be here. You know, uh, he was the head coach here for 21 years and obviously uh, coached the team to the World Series in 2005. You guys just a hair short of the World Series. But I'm really glad, glad uh, Coach Smith and then Hoot and uh, Mitch Thompson will all be a part of the group this weekend. Yeah, it'll be great to see all those guys again. And we, uh, you were a part of a podcast, I said earlier, that we recorded yesterday. That is out now and available wherever folks uh, listen and download their podcasts. So take a look at that, and you'll hear from Steve Smith and from Hoot Jonigan and from Josh Ludy. So that is out there as of right now. Josh, uh, when you think back, uh, number one, does it seem like it's been 10 years since that uh, great season of 2012? No, it really doesn't. Uh kind of crazy how fast things go especially once you get done with the ball and everything but uh you know my wife and I were talking about it the other day and it's just kind of weird to think back and it's already been that long that's funny <laughs> but a great time to have a reunion and have you guys back here this year um looking at the the uh, before we get to 2012 the end of the 2011 season uh not a great finish to that year I- I'm sure you guys were really disappointed the way that year ended and how much did that drive you maybe in the off season and at the start of 2012? Oh, it was a huge factor in that. Uh, I actually had to have knee surgery shortly after that last game. Uh, I'd been playing that whole year on at Terran Reniscus. And uh, the rehab for me was probably the worst part. I actually ended up getting a uh, photo of the last run there scoring past me at the plate and uh, posted that next right above my bed. So every day that it was time to go up and go to rehab, I had something to look at. Oh, my gosh. That's tough motivation. Uh, and Coach Smith said he kept the uh, final line score up on the scoreboard, and he had that up there when y'all went back to work in 2012. So pretty good motivation going into that season. And and the year started, I mean, you guys uh, were okay, but you weren't great. You were 11-7 and after a loss to UT Arlington, a midweek game, and, and that was kind of the turning point, though, wasn't it? What what happened after that loss? Yeah, we, uh, we came home that night and uh, ended up, having a meeting in the uh, locker room there afterwards and uh you know coach smith had some some words for a lot of us and uh, myself included in that that uh we're pretty pointed but uh we seemed to respond to it pretty well and you know went on from there gotcha so that was one of those 
you know, whatever you call it, come to Jesus meetings, whatever. Uh, but it, it seemed like it really, it seemed like it got everybody's attention. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I remember him uh, actually that next Thursday practice coming up to me. We were doing base running drills on third and just walked up to me like he would and said, you know, you okay? You mad at me? And I just kind of laughed and said, no, nah, we're good. And yeah, maybe a couple of years ago I might have been pissed at you, but uh, you know, I'm old enough now to understand what needed to be said. That's good. That's good. So that took effect there. And that was also the night, wasn't it, that uh, – who was it? Joey Hainsfurther is the story – uh, spotted the beaver out in the parking lot among the cars. Um, so that was that timing was pretty fortuitous for you guys. Yeah, the way it all turned out was it's pretty crazy looking back at it. I mean, literally the day like there was that practice right after or something that uh, they found the beaver and before you know it, we'd won 24 games in a row and our we had guys dressing up in a full beaver outfit of the uh, games there. <laughs> Exactly. And Feed the Beaver was born, but the timing of it was pretty amazing. Uh, is that uh, is that the way I, you remember it? Uh, was it Joey? Was it somebody else? Or was it more than one guy, you know, that, that really spotted the beaver first? I mean, there might have been a couple other guys out there with him. I remember uh, one of the first videos I saw was one Joey had recorded on his phone. Um <laughs> You know, I'm not sure who all was with him at that point when that happened, but, yeah, he was definitely one of them there. <laughs> That's pretty good. And Joey kind of uh, adopted the beaver more than anybody else to the point you told us he would uh, leash him up and take him for walks. Uh, there was a leash involved a few times at least. <laughs> I don't know how many times exactly, but uh, there was definitely at least one video of that. That's fun. Oh, man, that's fun. So the feed the beaver, you know, that uh, uh, rallying cry uh, took off for you guys. And, and to explain it a little bit more, you found the beaver. That was there coming up out of the Brazos. And then who? Max Muncy, I think, hit a home run. And somebody said, feed that beaver. And that's that's where it all started. Is that right? Yeah, I think Muncy hit a home run in whatever game it was. And uh, it was Mahalik that yelled something about feed that beaver. And, nice. You know, every, from there on, we went to the eight baseballs and tried to hit as many balls out there as we could. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, for you guys from 11 and 7, you didn't lose again until uh, you'd won 24 straight games. That's an amazing streak. Now, you played a lot of baseball, uh, but to, to put together a 24-game winning streak and 18 of those in Big 12 conference play, that's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty incredible, especially when you look back at some of the guys that were in that conference that year. Um, I mean, there was a lot of guys that ended up becoming big leaguers on several different teams, and several of them had more, you know, multiple guys. So looking back, just to be able to do something like that at that point was pretty awesome. Do you remember, Josh, some close calls during that streak, some games where you guys maybe had to come from behind late or get a save late or something like that? I'm sure there were some close games in there. Oh, yeah, definitely, especially a lot of those conference games. I mean, all the A&M games were a battle, obviously. Um, you know, the K-State series was just a crazy series of a back and forth the whole time. Um, I think the Mizzou game on Sunday, we ended up hitting a couple home runs to come back and win that one. Um, and even the Friday night game there was pretty tight, too. But uh, there was a lot of them that were like that, that we just found ways to win every time. Yeah. K-State series, that's uh, that's pretty memorable for you guys, and especially for you, right? You You hit the cover off the ball that weekend. Yeah, that was, a, that was definitely a fun weekend. It was actually my birthday that weekend, too, oh, so that made it even better. Nice. But but that was huge. One of the games was 14-12, uh, to 12, come from behind win against K-State. Huge weekend, part of that streak. And you mentioned the A&M series. That, that's one that a lot of people will remember and bring up. 
Uh, it was a split series. You played Friday night in College Station. Had to come from behind to win that game on Friday night. Then came home to Baylor Ballpark. And, man, what a couple of days uh, that Saturday and Sunday against Texas A&M. Those crowds were unbelievable that weekend. Yeah, that was one of the coolest things that uh, definitely, you know, the that crowd and the uh, Super Regional crowd were some of the best ones I'd definitely seen ever in my time at Baylor. And it was uh, pretty awesome to have those guys behind you like that. Wow, really cool. The, uh, the A&M game on Saturday, just a classic, a one nothing Baylor win, 10-inning victory. Uh, and then on Sunday, you come out for the sweep, trying to sweep Texas A&M. And add in to the uh, emotion, uh, it was A&M's last year in the Big 12 Conference. They were leaving for the SEC after after that season. Uh, and, Josh, you had a memorable at-bat. Uh, was that was that your first at-bat on Sunday against A&M? Yeah, the 14-pitch uh, at-bat was. Right, right. So on Sunday, so walk us through that. 14-pitch at-bat. Uh, I mean, I got up with uh, Muncie had gotten the third. I think he had an RBI single that they had an error on. He ended up getting the third um, with less than two outs. So I was, you know, the whole time just sitting there thinking, got to get something to the outfield and get him in. Um, you know, sat 3-0, started swinging right away, and I honestly was looking for a lot of off-speed pitches to come next. And for 10 straight, they didn't. And finally just realized he wasn't going to throw it and caught up to a fastball. And hit it out. Two-run homer. Hit it out in a 14-pitch at bat. I can I can really remember that the crowd, the noise just was building and the crowd was responding on every pitch, weren't they? Yeah, it definitely got louder, especially there the last couple pitches. And then right before the last one, it was pretty darn loud. And as soon as I hit it, I mean, that place erupted. It was, yeah. it was one of the coolest feelings. I, uh, I actually watched the video after we talked about it uh, yesterday on the podcast, and I would really seen it in a long time. And it was a pretty cool moment. Nice. That's really great. That's a great memory. And and really one of the highlight moments of that uh, winning streak and uh, helped you guys uh, get the sweep of Texas A&M. Josh Ludy is with us, a former Baylor catcher, Big 12 Player of the Year, a member of the 2012 Baylor team having a reunion this weekend. Uh, and then, uh, But that was the end of the streak. I mean, you guys beat A&M. You went to UT San Antonio for a midweek game. Uh, what, what do you remember about that, about the, the uh, streak coming to an end? Uh, I remember riding into that game, and like the whole team was honestly just kind of exhausted, it seemed like, from that weekend series, you know, the emotional – ride we'd had with that and everything uh i remember myself just getting jammed by about 80 mile an hour pitches that should have never been happening but it just kind of happened that way and uh you know i think they jumped out to like a four-run lead or something like that against one of our freshmen and uh we never recovered from it wow yep but uh still 24 game winning streak 18 straight in big 12 conference play what uh what are you looking forward to uh the most this weekend with uh, the guys that are going to be back here I'm just looking forward to seeing everybody, honestly. I mean, that's a lot of the stuff, especially when you get 10 years down the road and uh, just kind of those relationships you had with those guys. That, you know, we got back on that uh, podcast or uh, call with uh, Bryce Chair the other day where there was about eight or nine of us on there. And I mean, it was like no time had passed at all. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody still the same type of person and everything. So I'm looking forward to definitely seeing those guys again. It's been a long time for a lot of them. And, uh, you know, just looking forward to being around Baylor baseball again. You know, it's still a part of me and uh, always will be. Very cool. That's going to be great. When was the last time you were in Waco or uh, at the Baylor ballpark? It's been a while, hasn't it? Uh, it's, yeah, it's got to be like 2015 maybe when wow. I had the first uh, alumni game thing, yeah. I think, with yeah. uh, Coach Rod there. Right, right. Wow. So it's been a while. 
because I had, uh, yeah, I'd actually retired uh, after getting released again and then ended up coming back as a player coach uh, in Indy Ball. And that was actually my first ABs of the year was hopping in there that year. <laughs> That's great. That is really cool. Well, safe travels. Come on down. We'll see you at the ballpark this weekend. And I uh, appreciate you being on with us today and appreciate you uh, being on to record the podcast with us. And this is going to be a really fun weekend. Thanks very much for being on. Yeah, thank you. Looking forward to it. All right, sounds good. Josh Ludy with us, a uh, real key member of that Baylor team in 2012, the Big 12 Player of the Year, and, uh, you know, just a tremendous uh, uh, hitter and defensively behind the plate, real, real key to Baylor's success. They finished 49-17. and 17. Uh, The rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say, was that the team uh, won a regional at home after losing their first game. They lost the first game of the regional and came back and won that and then hosted Arkansas in a super regional, won the first game of the super regional. uh, And then the second one, they were up four to three and there was a botched double play that extended an inning and Arkansas went on to win that game in 10 innings. So it was tied 1-1. And then in the series finale, and Josh mentioned it, the great crowds and the great atmosphere at Baylor Ballpark for that Super Regional, uh, it was through the roof uh, the entire weekend and even on that Sunday. And uh, and Arkansas won in Waco at Baylor Ballpark, and the season was over just like that. One win short of the College World Series, uh, but a great, great season, one of the best in Baylor history. And Aaron, one of the cool things, you know, Feed the Beaver was a big part of that. Uh, on the uh, championship rings that uh, Coach Smith and the uh, school gave to the players, the side of it has the beaver on there. The beaver oh, is, is cool. on the championship <laughs> ring. That is very Isn't cool. Isn't that great? I think that's perfect. So uh, so that'll be fun. There'll be a lot of references to uh, Feed the Beaver this weekend and uh, uh, great memories there going back to the 2012 Baylor baseball team, the Big 12 champions from that year.